0: Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast with co-hosts Jacob and Terry. Teen
1: Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives.
0: What's up guys, Terry and Jacob here. Today we're gonna be going over business mistakes. So this kind of piggybacks on podcast we put out last week which was about how to start your business or kind of like business 101. And uh, this week we thought we would kind of share some thoughts and some lessons learned business mistakes. Jacob has a post he wrote fairly recently, a little while back, about I think like 17 business mistakes that he's learned from his own business adventures. And then I wrote um, a post that was called like three massive business mistakes from real life stories. They weren't mistakes I personally made and the stories weren't like about me personally but they were just stories i had seen play out in my real life so i'm going to be covering the three big mistakes in my post and jacob will be covering his 17 mistakes as well so with that jacob is going to start us off with a couple of points from his post
1: i have a ton of points here and so if you're interested in reading more about any of them that i don't really explain that well just come to the post that's linked down in the description you could get a more detailed explanation of what i'm talking about but the first few mistakes come from my very first business that I started, and that was a lemonade stand when I was in fifth grade. Essentially, you know, it was terribly successful whatsoever. It was profitable. Um, I did it for like a day or two, but the first, mine aren't mistakes, but mine are more like lessons I learned. And that was as a kid, you have a huge advantage because so many adults are just interested in supporting you as an entrepreneur, they could care less about a glass of lemonade. But if they see an entrepreneur on the street, they're pretty willing to help you out. And so just keep that in mind if you're a teenager or a kid listening to this. And the Adults are very willing to help you. Also, I learned from this lemonade stand that business is a lot of hard work. I kind of thought that I'd be able just to set up a lemonade stand one day and rake in millions. But I had to go out and buy the supplies and draw up a poster board. You know, just it was like my first glimpse of seeing that business is hard work and it's not just a quick and easy success. So, my next business venture that I started was a car wash, and that wasn't that successful. This was my first business kind of managing a, a team. And with this one, I was pretty bossy at the time. I was probably in uh, seventh grade, and I think I just didn't treat my team that well. Still, probably pretty bossy, but I think that my team just wasn't that motivated to work for me because I, you know, wasn't treating them well. And so my third lesson here is, is treat your employees graciously and act as if you're equals. And I think that's just helped me so much more in recent years. I'm still learning, but I I think I'm getting better. The next business that I ran with my brother was a Christmas tree recycling business. And this is where we, after Christmas went and picked up all these Christmas trees from people that didn't know how to get rid of like their live Christmas trees. And then we took them to like a recycling place. So we had to go rent a U-Haul and do a ton of stuff to coordinate this pickup. But essentially we worked for, I don't remember if it was one or two days, but like the entire day, like a 10 or 12 hour work day. And at the end of the day, like we made in like sales a couple hundred bucks. But when all was said and done, it was you know, not very good profits whatsoever, because we had to pay back the U-Haul and do all that. So really the lesson here, lesson number four, was just that some businesses aren't worth it. Even if you're working crazy hard and you make good sales, it's just the profit margins aren't there. Um, and really the only way that you're going to discover which businesses are worth it and which aren't is by trial and error. And so you just have to try and see. And it, once it's not worth it, then pick something else. And my next business was eBay flipping. I essentially would go pick up people's junk and try to sell it on eBay. And kind of a similar story here to the last one, where the business just really wasn't that worth it to me anyways. I think Terry's had a bit more success than I have with eBay flipping. But my problem here was that the excessive fees that eBay and PayPal and all these platforms charged really just destroy your profits. And so, you know, you might sell an item for, let's say a hundred bucks, but after fees and I guess I didn't even say, but shipping fees too, you know, you could actually have a profit closer to 60, 70 bucks and you just lose a lot of money very quickly. And especially when I was having to give some of that money back to my clients that were giving me the junk to sell. You know, it was just the numbers weren't quite working out in that business very well for me. It was a lot of work for not a huge return on my money. So those are kind of the first five mistakes from the first couple of my businesses. But Terry, do you want to share one of
0: your big ones? Sure. So the first one on my list here is called, um, well, business mistake number one, horrible financial management. I guess kind of goes without saying, but like if you're not managing your business's finances well, it's just going to fail. So kind of money or cash or profit really is the lifeblood, the lifeline of your business. That's what will keep it running. The point I really want to make is I've just seen so many examples of really well-meaning entrepreneurs and business people who had good businesses, but just not good organization around their finances, or would even sometimes mix their personal and business finances. So the employees that were working under them would be constantly stressed and confused and frustrated because they couldn't make sense of their boss and how they were spending money. And it was just very unorganized, kind of sloppy. And so it's just really, really, really important. I just wanted to kind of point out that it's really, really important that not only are your personal finances organized and that your business finances are organized and that you know your business model works and that you can actually bring in a profit every month, but that you also keep them separated. Don't mix the two. Like don't deposit like business checks that you get from clients into your personal bank account and then try to make a bunch of transfers. It'll just make for a really sloppy trail that you'll have to sort out later and try your best not to put business expenses on your personal cards and stuff like that. Try to keep it all separated and organized. It doesn't seem like a big point, but I trust me, it is huge later on. Absolutely.
1: So the next business that I started with my dad, and that was a travel agency. We basically just set it up and then nothing ever happened. But in the process of setting that up, I actually learned how to create a website for the first time. And, you know, after I created that website, I eventually went on to create the Team Financial Freedom website. I've created probably dozens of websites since then. Um, And so the lesson number six here for me is sometimes the education and the skills that you learn from a business are more valuable than any money that you might get from it. In this case, the travel agency was a complete flop, but it created, allowed me to create other businesses with the websites that I was able to create that have made me a ton of money. And so really all the businesses kind of worked together, but that initial one wasn't that valuable. So the next business that I started was this blog or now podcast to teen financial freedom. And In the beginning, it was pretty hard to see any traction or growth with it. And so lesson number seven here is that if everybody's doing it, then success is going to be a lot harder and you're going to have to work a lot harder to have success with it. In this case, blogging is a very popular thing. We kind of jumped on the train several years after everybody else. And so success has been hard for us, but we are still working hard. And I think we're going to achieve great success with team financial freedom. We just have to work very hard to get there. One way that we've been working hard to get there is with consistency. We've been posting one or two blog posts a week, every week for the last over a year and a half now. And we're going to continue to do that until either decide to Teen financial freedom, which I don't think is going to happen, or until you know we have massive success and you know we want to do something else, you know. And so I would just say, with whatever business you end up running, consistency is king. So just once you pick something, stick to it. Next up here, I tried to start like an Amazon affiliate store, and what ended up happening with this is just I didn't have enough time to work on it essentially at this time in my life, I was spreading myself way too thin across way too many businesses and I just never got anywhere with it. And so lesson number nine is don't spread yourself too thin, only focus on, you know, a couple things at a time. Lesson number 10 here is one that kind of comes with some personal, a personal financial loss for me was when I tried to start this business with my friends and I've talked about this a few different times on the blog, but essentially we were gonna try to create this website, kind of sophisticated website. And so I had to pay a programmer to create the website. And after I paid them, then like my friends immediately lost interest in the business and never ended up paying me. And so I paid for the programmer before my friends had paid me and So the lesson here is make sure you collect the payment from your business partners before you go and spend so much money on something else. So those are kind of the next set of business lessons that I've learned.
0: And number two on my list, business mistake number two, is pick good partners and put your decisions in writing. So this kind of goes off what Jacob was just saying about his business partners in the past. I'd say besides poor financial management, the second biggest mistake I've seen has been bad business partners or just business partners who struggle to communicate with each other. So it's really important. I would say this step, take it with a grain of salt. If you're like 10 or 13 listening to this and you're thinking about starting a neighborhood car wash with some friends, then you don't necessarily have to like, do a three hour interview with each friend and file an LLC and pay a lawyer to get a bunch of stuff in writing. It's not exactly necessary for your particular situation. But if you're older, say like 20, and you're putting several thousand dollars into starting a business and you've got a lot more risk involved, then that's when you want to be really aware and, I guess, just have the foresight to know what kind of person you're going into business with in that it is extremely, extremely helpful. And I would say almost necessary to get everything in writing. So any agreements you guys make or that you make with a business partner verbally, make sure you get it in writing. You don't have to record every conversation you have, but like big, important uh, decisions that you make with your partner, get it in writing. And there's actually a story behind business mistake number one in my article and business mistake number two and three as well. If you want to read the stories behind why I picked these three mistakes in particular, uh, you can check out the link in the description below to read that article. But I'll turn it back over to to Jacob. He's gonna list a couple more of his personal lessons learned.
1: Yeah. So the next lesson that I learned was that customer service is everything. Like it's the key to success with any business. If you don't have good customer service, your business is not going to be successful. And really, I mean, I've learned this from every business that I've done, but the main one where this really has mattered the most is one in my uh, freelancing experiences on Fiverr there. It's just so important to be polite with the customers to do anything that they ask you to do, just go above and beyond. And I think that's going to go a long way with whatever business you start. So eventually I started this custom t-shirt business and I've learned a ton of lessons from this, more that I put in this post. But the first one was that I started probably a little too soon with this business. I had done research for several months, but eventually I ended up just buying the equipment that I thought was the cheapest and the best of the time. And for a while, it seemed like a good decision, but down the road, I ended up, needing to reinvest into better equipment anyways. And so I would just say that whenever possible, try to delay starting your business until you're pretty much sure that you know almost everything about what you're doing. I mean, at some point you just have to start and and figure it out for yourself, but I would say, you know, research as much as you can before you get started, because that'll help you a ton. The next lesson, which was also from the t-shirt business was to not get a loan from anyone unless you have to, to cover your business expenses. In this case, my dad was kind enough to give me a loan to finance this business. He's done that for several of my businesses in the past, but really it's just a burden that you have to eventually pay off. And it really cuts into your profit. And, you know, it just kind of hangs over your head like any debt. And so I would just say whenever possible, just try to finance your businesses on your own. But if you need to, you know, you can get a loan. It's better to get a loan than to do nothing, but if possible, try to stick to personal, you know, funds when you're trying to finance your business. And I got a couple other general tips on here, but they don't really apply to like a specific story or situation that I was in. And so I would just say, if you want to kind of check out a couple more lessons that I learned just from business in general, check out the post, but those are kind of the main ones that I've learned from the actual businesses that
0: I've started. And I'll go ahead and wrap this podcast episode up with business mistake number three on my list and that is you are undercharging and this point was actually suggested to me by my business mentor mr pike and he has a personal story that kind of explains the point so the majority of business owners will find that they are often like undercharging themselves and that they end up working an unnecessary amount of work like doing an unnecessary amount of work just to try to keep the business afloat when they should probably just raise their prices to charge what is fair. And that will basically relieve so much stress with a fraction of the work. And Mr. Pike has an example. So he was invited to Kentucky to help his dad on his farm, on his dad's farm. And his dad was, they were managing like grass-fed beef, like they were selling grass-fed beef. So basically they had a herd of cows and they didn't feed him grains or anything. And they would just, you know, process them package them up and sell them to people who were like the local people who were interested. And he said that when he first arrived at the farm, the business was operating in the red. So it was losing like a lot of money and it was extremely stressful and painful to run the business. And at first his dad was opposed to the idea of raising the prices because he wanted to provide affordable grass-fed beef to his local community. But eventually he convinced him to do so. And Mr. Pike actually doubled or more than doubled the prices of the meat and he noted that when he did so, not only did the business immediately go from losing a bunch of money to making money in the black, he was was making profit, but all their, their problem customers, the clients who were giving them the most headaches kind of left. And the customers who stayed and the new ones who came in were courteous, were nice and would work with them. And so a lot of their headaches disappeared. They could finally start operating in the black. They had profit to work with at the end of, every month and it was all done with a fraction of the work so the main thing that was killing the farm in the beginning was simply that they were just undercharging themselves by far too much so with that we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up if you would like to see more details on the stories behind each of these points uh, you can check out jacob and i's article links in the description below but i hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, if you have any questions just let us know and we will see you guys next week thanks Thank you for listening to the Team Financial
1: Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.